Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ed, oh, are we whipping up something now? Like, are, is are we are, are we cooking something right now? Um, I mean, it's that time of year. It's the holidays, man. Feast, my feast. brother. Feast. Feast or famine, and these Niners have been feasting a lot lately this is the believing 49ers podcast on the believe podcast network he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock plenty to get to on this show uh just one pile for you this week kind of a, a wacky week right you uh playing on a thursday night are the niners so we're going to recap the big win over the falcons and then we're going to preview uh the upcoming thursday night affair against Tennessee. We'll do all that in this one. Uh, and that, that'll be that for, for this week. So uh, similar to what we did a couple weeks ago. So just one pile, one pile for you this week. Uh, as always, we want to encourage you to get involved in the show. You can hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four. Also, feel free to download, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that like or follow button. As always, we are presented by the fine folks over at Bet Online. Look, 2021 as a year is winding down right but the sports world is is, is continuing to uh to keep kicking despite all the the adversity uh that, that we've seen over the course of the last week or so and bet online got you covered for everything that you need head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe 50 b-l-e-a-v Five zero to receive your bonus basketball football nhl boxing ufc whatever it is you need even those vegas casino games bet online has you covered bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock ed we got game balls we got game balls we have a game ball. you go you go i'm gonna I'm, 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 let you do the honors I so mm-hmm. man, I want to give a, I want to give out a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just in that's just the mood that I'm I'm in the giving mood, Ed. I just want to just just throw them out throughout the whole locker room. Um, but I'll 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 condense mine. Okay. And I, I will say I'll just go I'll go I'll go D'Amico. Uh, I'll go D'Amico Ryan's. We'll get we'll give a, a game ball to the DC. Uh, I think what what the defense did was. Look, you get two, two stands inside. And you talk, you're talking about first and goal inside uh-huh. two twice and don't give up any points neither time. Um, I think that's cause for applause. Uh, and just, you know, some of the other things the defense was able to do throughout the course of the game as well. It could have been a much tighter affair. You think about how this game started, a fumble on the opening kickoff. Uh, but the defense stood strong. They stood tall. And uh, you only end up giving 13 points once it's said and done against the Falcons team. And look, we said you got to beat the Bones, but this this team very much had something to play for, right? Like, And so um, I think that, that, that I, I, I got to go that way. I got to go defense. 
Okay. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, I was thinking about going with the unsung guys um, because you had uh, Jaquaski Tart playing very well, making some plays, even pro, even though pro football said he had a bad game. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I say all the time. Um, you know, Armstead didn't get he he did he didn't make the wild plays, but he made the plays that made people say wow because he was the catalyst on a lot of things that happened. We're gonna go. I, I I thought about going there. I'm actually gonna go with old man Fred Warner. Mm. Fred played like Fred. Fred played at the level you expect Fred to play. Fred was showing up. They were calling his name early and often. When he plays that way, there's a certain when, when you are that guy, when you're the catalyst, when you're the leader, he's got the C on his chest. When you got the C on your chest, you have to show up because the other guys hear your voice they see what you do the expectation is there and you are the standard bearer you talked about those goal line stands and all of those things happen happening all of that i think was kind of prefaced by fred playing at that level he he caught up to where he's supposed to be and it came in at a big time so uh, you know what hats off defense had to win that one and the d did defense won that game he gave the offense an opportunity to do what they do. So that's my that's my guy right there. That's my guy. I'm sticking on it. You, you know what? Watching this game, I couldn't help but to think uh, of you saying Fred hunts wisely. And, and and I was seeing him. He was doing a whole lot of hunting uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday against the Falcons. And mm-hmm. I was seeing him show up. And it looked like, you know, it was reminiscent of, of the Fred that, you know, we have been accustomed to seeing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, throughout the course of the last couple of seasons. So you notice uh, I didn't tweet that one time because I'm I'm waiting. I got to make certain that he's back before I, I start talking about how how he's hunting. How he's hunting wisely. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and I I, so, I get that. But hopefully Thursday it, night. It, yeah. it it was refreshing. It was refreshing to see. Yeah. That. Um, but a lot of bright spots in this one. I mean, you switched over to the offense side of the ball. Obviously, Debo was doing Debo things. Ba, um, Ba showed out. Jeff, you know, look, you know how much I love Jeff Wilson, right? Jeff yeah. Wilson Jr. And I've been get this man the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball, and he's and he's filled in more than admirably uh, yeah. since Elijah uh, Mitchell has gone down. Hundred yard performance uh, for Jeff. I think I think he is is playing. Look, I, I like the guy. I, I like what he brings to the table. I think he's a phenomenal fit for what Kyle and this offense uh, want to do running the the, the football. Um, obviously, he's got that burst. Uh, but he can finish runs too, you know. Uh, um, don't don't let the frame fool you. He can he can certainly finish runs as well. And so uh, it was good to see Jeff Wilson out there and doing uh, doing his thing. Um, but by saying that, you want to say you got something on Jeff? Uh, well, I was just on the offensive side of the ball. I I like the fact that you talked about Jeff Wilson doing what he was doing in Debo and everyone else. But it's just there's just a rhythm now. It's the obvious. Formula. It's obvious that Kyle has settled in, and that's that's the thing. I, I still get the questions. Who should be quarterbacking? Who should be doing this and all this stuff? We started off the year, both of us, saying, let the rook sit. Don't even put him on the field. Stop with all that nonsense And you, because you have something in place that you already know wins. Don't mess with it. Kyle kept trying to tinker with it and figure things out. I think he finally figured out that's not going to work because five's not ready yet. Not that Kyle can't coach because that's, that's been the, that's been the, 
the misnomer here. I think where everyone's like, Kyle can't coach Kyle to know what he's doing. He's his play calling is all of this. No, he was trying to, he was trying to, you know, to serve two masters there and can't do that. The guy got to get him in position. He, he, I think now he has a plan and that plan is built around the strength of Jimmy Garoppolo. And how do I effectively utilize him from the quarterback position? And that's what we're seeing with the offense. And that's that formula that you're talking about. Um, Kyle knows what Jimmy can't do. Much like I said, going into this game against Atlanta, he knows what Matt Ryan likes to do and what he can't do. And that's going to help DeMarco, uh, D'Amico, DeMarco. I always go DeMarco far. It's going to help D'Amico Ryans, not DeMarco far. Uh, DeMarco, I like you, but I don't want to help you because you're a Rams guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I do like DeMarco a lot. <laughs> Good dude. He's a good dude. I like DeMarco too. He's a good dude. But you know, that's 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 just he that's you know, that's where we kind of you know part ways whenever we start talking about our teams. Um but you know, you can see that that knowledge of a player and and understanding what a guy can do can help build around stopping a player. And Kyle understands offensive football and the strengths of the person at that quarterback position, and he's using it, and it looks good. And Jimmy is playing well, and the offense works well, and the run game all works. All of these things will work when you have to account for that entire scheme. Kyle has finally started just saying, I'm going to stick with this guy. Like he, much like he did in 2019, there was no question. If Jimmy played well, guess what? It could be a big day. If Jimmy p- played poorly, guess what? I got to coach around that. But you weren't thinking about putting the other guys in. He's back to that. So it was, I guess it was perceived, Matt Matt Mayoko, who we've had on the pod before, he, he talked about how in trying to do that, Kyle was, he he was more frustrating himself in terms of like trying to come up with two different game plans, right? You know, one for Trey, one for Jimmy, and it just it was it was he was doing himself more of a disservice um, than he was helping Trey, or that he was helping um, the the team, uh, so to speak. And so that that was part of the reason why he sort of went away from all of that after uh, no. after, after the bye week. No, I don't think so. You I think. I think he went away from it because you remember a long time ago, I said, I need to know if Jimmy is a, um, a guy that's going to be, uh, let me just put it this way. Let me just stop. I said, is Jimmy an in spite of guy? Remember that? I remember that. I was saying, guess what Kyle found out that Jimmy is an in spite of guy. That he is, or he isn't. That he is. He is. That he is. Jimmy, Jimmy showed me, uh, he has shown me, and I believe he, should, and that's why Kyle has sort of gone in the direction that he's going. I don't think Kyle was frustrating himself. Kyle, coaches, remember I told you, coaches are all paranoid because of that what if. They all think about all of these things. That's what head coaches do. That's who they are. And then especially offensive guys, they all think, well, just coaches in general, they all think they're smarter than the next coach. That's just that's how they are. It's that alpha mentality that you have at a at a head coaching position, especially now you got the head coach who's the play caller, who's the offensive designer, 
So he thinks he, he's got all the answers. I don't think he was frustrating himself trying to do two things. I think he realized that this one guy is not ready. As much as he wants him to be ready, you can't make a guy ready. You can throw him out there like Ambry and all these guys, but that doesn't make him ready. But now back to what I was saying with Jimmy quickly, Jimmy showed him that regardless of what it is you're doing, regardless of how you're trying to put him in, regardless of, I am not going to let, let it affect me. You start running the plays I can run, I'll execute. You want to take me out, I'll come out. I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to show any frustration. Of course he was frustrated. Didn't show it. Didn't say it. He just played. And guess what? You got to come back to me because I'm the best you got. He did it in spite of. Here's the, the direct quote from the article. Shanahan soon determined utilizing two quarterbacks created more issues for him as the play caller than it did for opposing defenses. Um, there, there was also something else that came out Monday and that I found interesting. And you let me know if this, mm. if this is shade or if I'm in my feels uh, or not. Um, but Kyle saying, Jimmy hasn't been much different to me all year. I think we've gotten better around him throughout the year. I think we've gotten more continuity on the offense. Is is that is that shade thrown towards Jimmy and and no. this, this run that 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 he's been on? No, actually, said Jimmy's been playing to see that as shade at all. I don't. No, I don't see that as shade. I see that as a compliment. I see him saying that Jimmy is not doing anything special right now. Everyone's saying that he's playing at this high level. He, he was capable of doing the same thing. I don't see anything different out of him. We've just gained more continuity and consistency around him. And maybe Kyle means him by, by his play calling himself included that now all of a sudden everyone is catching up and playing around him the way they should be playing. So that's the result that you see at the quarterback position. I don't see it as shade. So here, here's why I, I saw that as, as shade a little bit. Well, you're it, it as you're a hater, but keep going. Well, to me, it's <laughs> Jimmy obviously is on this run, right? Where, where, where he, he's playing well, but he's gotten back to the Jimmy we've been accustomed to seeing when he's healthy, right? Everything that was going on in the beginning of the season, I don't know that that was so much of a direct reflection on Jimmy as much as it was on the play caller. And so I think this, I think this was a moment, this was like a look in the mirror type moment for Kyle. Yes. Um, like, I don't even think it's so much the guys around him uh, necessarily playing, they're playing better as a result of the play caller and guys being put now in situations where they can be uh -huh. successful, right? Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying that, instead of saying, like, I screwed it up, you know, I wasn't putting these guys in position to be successful. He's saying, like, oh, uh, uh, the guys around him got better or, you know, Jimmy's not doing anything too great. And like, like, I, I think I think this is deflect deflecting from his part in in this whole thing and from him taking ownership and, and what we saw from the three and five start. Okay, I, I, I'm, I don't disagree, but that's what I said. That's no shade on, um, he's not, I don't think he's throwing shade on Jimmy. Like I said, and he, he really said, Jimmy's been performing. We're just performing around him. And, you know, that threw it in there, that, myself included. But this is the thing about the NFL. Um, you don't say it's your fault. If you say it's your fault, guess what happens if you say it's your fault enough time? 
if you said your fault, if you say it's your fault enough times, people start to believe it's your fault. So <laughs> we, we hear Sean McVay say that every every time they lose, we hear Sean McVay say it's his, he he takes blame, right? That's Except that one time where he threw golf under the bus and we knew that was the end of that marriage, right? But that's why you but that's why you know he doesn't mean it. See, because he says it every single time. He doesn't mean it. And then you know what? When it's time for him to say it's my fault, he throws a guy under the bus. So Sean, that's just coach speak. So we lost and I'm going to get up here. So I'm not going to get on my players. I'm not going to say anything. This is my fault. That's just part of his routine. That's just part of what I'm going to say. That's like him stepping out there saying, hey, people, what's up? He's going to say, hey, man, it was my fault. So let me say, so it, it, that's the other aspect. But you of, can't continuously throw your guys under the bus, right? I mean, Urban Meyer was throwing his guys under the bus every week. But, but you don't have to throw your guys under the bus. You don't, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think in any way that, that Kyle throw anyone under the bus. But but what but what I'm getting back there saying is that when when something is going on, just like um, Sean McVay, because it, I know that sounds contradictory as what I just said. You can't say it's your fault. Sean McVay doesn't when he'll go in and he gives that basic. Everything has to be better, starting with me. He gives you that basic thing. I got to be a better go play out. caller. I got to be. He, yeah. he doesn't go out and say, OK, I screwed this up. And that's what I'm saying right there as far as Kyle. You're not going to go out there and say, it's my fault. I screwed that up. Just like a player's not going to get out there and say, it's my fault. I screwed that up. Because if you keep saying it, you can. If you say it enough times, trust me, the organization will believe that it's your fault. And they will move on from you. So, so guys aren't going to do that. I, I'll let you tell me where I screwed up because I know where I screwed up. Um, my teammates know, I know individually, my coaches know, just like I know when a coach is setting me up for failure. And I'm not going to go there and call out that coach either. I'll see what he has to say about it. Now, don't you blame it on me when we both know it's your fault. But I don't expect you to go and put the gun to your head. I don't. I, I want to see, but because that's that's just a part of understanding how to deal with, with the press. So as far as what Kyle said, I think Kyle was trying to give a compliment to Jimmy on the way he's handled everything this season. He actually tried to say that everything um, negative that's happened towards his offense wasn't Jimmy's fault. If you really listen to the coach speak, he, he said everything that's been happening to this to the office earlier, it wasn't Jimmy's fault. Things have gotten better around him. And um, Jimmy's doing and playing at the level that is pretty close to the way he's always been playing. So if you listen to that, he is saying within there, I didn't do the play calling job. I'm putting people in better positions. Things are working better. That is all because of the puppet master. But, there, but I'm not going to go out there and say that I screwed up. That gets you fired, bro. <laughs> um, what, what are, well, I mean, that's why you're fluent in coach speak, right? What, what, what are this team right now, right? Like, what are we seeing out of this team right now? Like, like should we be impressed right now? Or, or, or like, like how, how should we take this current, this current run? They, they won five of six, right? They started off the season. Mm-hmm. Three and five, right? Mm-hmm. They, like, so how, like, how, how, what do we make of this that that we're seeing right now? Like, has this team actually turned a corner? Like, are we seeing a team that 
that can actually do something that can make some noise or, or, or what is this? Is this just a good regular season run? Um, this is what I believe it, the team is coming into its own. Every team is going to develop its own identity. Uh, it doesn't matter what you did the previous season, whether you won the Super Bowl or you were the worst team in the league, you bring one different guy into the locker room and the identity of the team is going to change because the, the, the mindset, the men in the room, the relationships, everything is going to change. The talent change, everything is going to change. So that chemistry is a real thing. You have to develop your own identity. What the team, there was a point where this was, and I said it, it was a bad football team. They've gone, they've gone through cycles this year where they've had some wins and, you know, and they do some things, but there was a point where there was a bad football team. Week uh, five, six, around, around through. This is a bad football team. They have turned into the type club right now that um, could be a problem for anyone because what this team has shown is that they are tough physically. They're they're physically tough. They can win ugly. That's who they are. This is a team that's going to win ugly. Yeah. The final score may be them ahead by three scores. The final score may be them ahead by three points, but the game itself is going to be ugly. That's who they are. That's how they play. They can continue to play this way and win more than they lose the rest of this season, which will get them into the playoffs. Um, and will put them in position as they continue to stick to that that formula that they could give anybody a problem because of the fact that they are a physical football team on both sides of the ball. That's, that's a real thing. That's who they are right now. And I think that's how they're going to play the rest of the year. I don't, I don't think it's going to be any of that, that pretty, you know, let's throw the ball down the field and have those long, crazy plays. And all that stuff. It's going to be the methodical stuff that they do offensively and defensively they're going to bang people and make plays. And yes, so the, I can see them continuing to do this throughout the regular season. You said, are they just, a, a, you know, is this just a regular season run? Well, regular season runs, are, that's what gets you into the playoffs. <laughs> you don't make it without those. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, let's get in the light box. Light box. All right. Well, you know, since you brought it up. Say goodbye to Dole Gifts, everybody. Lightbox Lab Grown Diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. So you guys have heard about that using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques. They have cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find anywhere at the light price of $800 per square, uh, per, per square, per carat, $800 per carrot that's what it is and they have the same chemical makeup of a natural diamond but these are just grown in a lab and because of their process they can give you a stone in a blush pink the beautiful blue and of course the grill classic like my guy Rashawn you get the classic white of course everybody loves the classic white diamond so light box lab grown diamonds are a gift that they'll never want to take off and they are priced so that they don't have to they really make any outfit 
Sparkle. Look at see, look at him. Look, look at him. He's showing the bling right there. I see it up there. All right. So so everybody visit lightboxjewelry.com and add some sparkle to your holiday shopping. That is lightboxjewelry.com. I see you throwing that bling up there. Hey. Lightbox diamonds. No. Never a dull moment. <laughs> he is Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis, Summershine. Hey Lock, this is the Believer 49ers podcast. Look. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's it's called product placement, E.D. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. That's, just, saw what, that's, that's mm-hmm. just what it is, you know. So, Niners. I'm sorry. Lightbox. Um, you had some earrings. Let's talk. We got to talk to Lightbox. We got to call the people. Hey, Brian, tell Lightbox. Need some, um, you know, I need some, some, um. Tell 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 like, Ron, like, tell them we need a couple carrots. So yeah, yeah, a couple we carrots. Got, we got wives. <laughs> Come on, that's it. Yes, yes. We got Light wives. Like <laughs> hook your boys up, like box. Give us some carrots. That's it. All right. Um, anyway, okay, here we go. <laughs> all right. So I we go back a couple weeks ago. I we looked at this stretch that the Niners mm-hmm. uh found themselves in. It was like, okay, you know. Five games left. They could, in theory, win for these last five. The one hiccup that I saw was at Tennessee on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Here we come, right? Here we go. Tennessee on a Thursday night that week uh, has, has quickly approached. And, and all of a sudden, uh, it doesn't look as if it's too daunting of a task. Uh, this Tennessee team not playing well at all right now. Uh, they've lost three or four. At one time, they were the number one team in the AFC. Uh, they don't look like that team. Obviously, that they lose Derrick Henry earlier this year. They were able to sort of pick up the pieces, so to speak, the subsequent weeks after that. But now they've sort of hit a little bit of a lull here. Uh, and so, and that one win during this during this uh, this this little streak that they're on uh, was against the Jaguars. Um, they, they shut them out and, and said goodbye to Urban Meyer in the process. So, um. I these Thursday night games are, are weird. They're tough for me, yeah. and especially as a road team, right? I feel like you're at a decided disadvantage as a road team because uh, you lose that whole extra day of prep on what is already a short week, right? You play Sunday, you got to turn right back around. You got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to travel day, and then you're playing on Thursday, right? So you lose you lose that other that extra day of preparation on a very short week. So I feel like home teams have a have a much uh, have a much greater advantage. Now, we've seen some teams go on the road and win on Thursday nights. It happens. We saw the Niners do it uh, on Halloween a couple years ago uh, out in, in, in Arizona. So it it, it, it can happen. Um, I don't want to put dubs on tens in, in, in terms of this particular game. Uh, but if they can get this one, though, ED, I mean, that, yeah. that, that would be huge. Well, yeah. Huge. It'll just keep them going in the right direction this Thursday night when, as you said, it's a tough one because, I mean, you lose a day, you really lose two um, uh, because, like you say, you got to turn around, you got to travel. You can't really get much done on your travel day. Um, you, you have to get there. So you really just get like two days on the field to try to get things done. And what people have to realize is why is that a big deal? It's because guys, guys take in information differently. Uh, there are some guys that, can watch the film and that's all they need to do. So the not being on the field and, and being on the plane, you can watch all of that on your computer. You can see all this stuff. And then there are guys who can take it all in that way. Other guys playbook. They're going to go through their playbook and they're going to look at everything and they're going to watch, look at the X's and O's on paper and they get it. 
Then there are those guys that have to actually physically put themselves in position and see it and see the angles and see where the bodies are going to be and all those things. And those guys miss out on that short week. Um, and it affects the way it truly affects the way they they play. Now they're professionals. They're going to, they're going to get into the swing of things, but it's going to have them a beat slow. And that's why that's, that's, that's why I've always said it, it makes no sense for you to have to travel that far. If number one, it shouldn't be a divisional game, which I, I like yeah. that they're playing right now, but you shouldn't have to fly across, country. across the country. Yeah, I mean, this this should be a game where the 49ers are playing. If you're going to do this, they should be playing. Um, they should be playing the Chargers, or they should be playing the Raiders. It should be a game that's that's not going to affect their division, and you don't have major travel like that because then you at least you get that other day. You get one more. You, you know, it can help you out a whole lot where you have to fly that far. But that's beside that's beside the point. They do have to go play this game. You're playing against a Tennessee club that hasn't been playing their best football um, lately. The Niners are playing really good ball right now and winning because as long as you're winning, everything else is falls under the category of good ball. You can fix it. Um, this is a very well coached team. And I was, I was concerned about this one early on, but right now you, you got them in a bad spot. We have seen them go against teams that weren't particularly playing well at the time and find a way to um, to um, wet the bed. Okay, we've seen them do that. Yeah. This is a very well-coached team. We were talking about it before we got on. We were talking about the fact that as far as Belichick's tree goes, um, Brable is the, that's the best piece of fruit that he's ever, ever grown. He, he's the light box. That's, he's, that, he's the carrot. That's he's the, the carrot. That's it. You're right. He is sparkling. He is definitely the light box. Dude is a, he is a legitimate, he is a legitimate X and O guy. He understands personnel. He understands players. He understands how to put those players in position to be effective. That's what you want a head coach to do. He puts his players in position to be effective. He also under, he also gets through to the players, um, their strengths and weaknesses so that they understand why they are being put in positions to do certain things. That's a Belichick thing that he, that's a Parcells things. Um, you know, that, that's, that's one of those things Pete Carroll got from that, from that, that tree where, where it's like, okay, you are good at this. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to put you in position to do what you're really good at. So now I just need you to be good at that. Don't worry about the other things. Be good at that. Vrabel is that guy. So this is a team that um, I'm sure he is going in letting them know that they play like you. This is a mirror game. Yes. They play like you. They're going to be physical. They're, they're going to they're gonna play tough football the entire time. They're not afraid to play an ugly football game. Um, they're not going to wimp out just because things are close or that they are a little behind or they are a little ahead. They're not going to get nervous. That's, that's how they play. So this is one of those type games that you got to be prepared for. So hopefully um, the Seattle debacle stays fresh. You understand that just because the team is not playing well, when they are built like you, you got to be ready. I think they'll be ready for this one um, because I do think that they are going, as we, I was saying earlier, I think they're going to continue to play the way that they've been playing. I think Mike, not Mike, 
Kyle, I went to daddy. Kyle is set on his plan right now. He's set on his plan. Uh, Kyle is not worried about anybody saying you got to throw the ball deep. Kyle is not worried about anybody saying um, that his play calling sucks or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's just going to say, let's execute. If we execute, we have an opportunity to be successful. And that's why I think he's going to get back to that. And that right there, it sort of, it sort of drops the anxiety level for me going into this game. Um, because I, I, I think they'll be prepared for it even on a short week. What well, sort of drops it for me, and I kind of hinted at it a couple of weeks ago, like, uh, I don't know, maybe start starting to look at it. Yeah, you did. A little bit. Yeah, you did. Um, I So this is a, a Titans team that, I mean, look, they got an identity, right? They're a physical football team. Mm-hmm. They, they want to run it. They, they lead the – they lead the league in, in, in rushing attempts, right? So they are going to run, 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 right? And so it's going to be a physical game. Bring, bring your hard hat type of type of game once you once you get off the plane for for the Niners. Um, but one thing about it is this team, the Niners, that is, have they haven't been terrible against the pass, but they've been prone to those explosive plays against mm-hmm. the pass, and yeah. I think that's yeah. what hurt hurt has hurt them um, more than anything else. And this is a team that doesn't really throw the ball all that much or all that great, in, in my opinion, right? Like, I'm not a big Tannehill guy. And so, um, like, if it comes down to that, if it comes down to Ryan Tannehill needing to beat you or, or having to beat you, I, I got confidence in, in, in this defense, in D'Amico, um, and the adjustments that are being made that 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 they can happen. Like, like I don't Like, I don't know. Like, do you – if you turn on the tape and Atlanta did this, right? They were like, look, we just going to take shots. We just going to take them and take them until you do stop them. And they, they were able to get angry a couple times and, and they were able to connect on some, but do you see Vrabel doing that though? I don't know that, that I do at least not in a large quantity. Well, well, you know what? I'm not even going to wait to keys to the game, but this is something that I'm going to say. Yes. I think Vrabel is going to, I would be prepared if I'm the defensive coordinator, I would have all those guys in that secondary and my big boys up front, understanding that this is a game. We know what they do. We know how they play. We also know who we are. And as a defense, the Niners are not strong in the secondary. The best way to beat the Niners is throwing the ball. I expect them to throw the ball. I expect Tannehill to throw the ball. I expect I expect them to try to get those explosive plays and try and get the lead and control the game that way. I don't think that they're going to come out and just say, let's run the triple option. Let's hand it off, get two yards in a cloud of dust and keep doing it, keep doing it. I think they're going to try to establish a lead and then do that short week. Your body's not rested. We're going to get some points and then we're going to pound you and see how you really want to play. And because, again, remember, like I said, we're built like you. We're going to be physical. We're going to fight. We're going to do all that, but we're going to give ourselves, we want to fight with the lead. So I actually think that they're going to come out and try and throw the ball. I think that they are going to, this is going to be one of those games where uh, Mike is going to say, Tanny, Tanny Hill, let's see if we can get something on these guys. Everybody else has, let's see if we can get something on them because they still got some pups out there and um, they got some pretty good receivers. 
No, they they got some dudes at receiver. They got some dudes at receiver in Tennessee. They do. They do you don't see them a lot, you know, out here. You know, you don't see them a lot, Niners fans. But they got some dudes at the wide receiver position. So you you got to pay attention to that. I I would I will. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I would be. I don't think that they're not going to do it. Like I I don't think that they're not going to try to take you know some shots here and there. But but to see them. Like it's not going to be a 180, you know what I mean? Like it, it, and them going in 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 the complete opposite direction. And so, um, but if they do, I don't know. I, I would feel I would feel I pretty com- I would feel pretty confident about that. Uh, yeah, because they, they're, they're getting away from their identity. This that that isn't what they do, you know. Well, that's not what they do. But they also don't have Derrick Henry. And and remember what you just said leading up into this game, they've been losing doing what they do. So why would I continue to do what's unsuccessful? So you don't have your guys. You, so you know what I'm saying? You, you don't have King Henry. So it's, it's different. You got you got to switch. You, you got to change things up when you lose that player that you've built around. No, no different than Shanahan. Like you got to figure out the next move. Okay, you got this built on speed and Raheem Moses is going to do well. He went down. Then what? Oh, you lost Jimmy. Okay, now what? During during the time he never had a plan. You kept trying to do the same thing. You can't do that. You can't you you can't do that because that there's there's a difference between this X this O and the next X and the next O. It is not next man up. I've, I, I've told you that. But plenty of, everyone always talks about next man up. We have this next man up mentality. Next man up doesn't mean a damn thing if the next man is not as good as the man that just left. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And there's a reason why this guy up is the next man because he's not as good as the other guy. Yeah. So you got to make adjustments. This this is a fascinating uh, matchup to me. Near, these two teams nearly met in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, but this mm-hmm. This is this is fascinating. This is a fascinating matchup to me, and, and and as the season has progressed, it's gotten it's it's started to trend more and more, in my opinion, in the favor of the Niners. Uh, mm-hmm. but but we shall see. Uh, let let's complete your keys. Uh, Ed's keys. Not Niners and the Titans Thursday Night Football NFL Network exclusive. Uh, I think also Amazon Prime as well. Um, but cannot oh. see it over the air. Cannot see it over the air on Thursday night. Uh, but let's continue your keys, Ed. Um, well, we just talked about, I, I do believe that they're going to throw the ball, but even with that being the case, this is still, this is still a physical football team. A team shows this physical aspect on offense by running the ball. You're going, they are going to run the ball. We know that, which goes back to tackling. You're going to have to, short week. I'm going to make you tackle. I'm going to make the corners tackle. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make you get your shoulders sore. So be prepared for that. That is something that they're going to have to do this game. This is a big team. Um, I, I mean, they, they, this is a big team. It, it, so that's going to be a very, very important part of it. Offensively, just keep doing what you're doing. I, I, I think they're settled in on offense. Um, and as long as Kyle continues to stick to the plan, they're going to be able to sustain drives. Even when he was trying to figure things out, you were moving the ball. Um, but now you're, you're starting to close the deal and they're, they're scoring points. So just continue to do what you, what you're doing. So be prepared for the deep, be prepared 
to get balls out of the air offensively. I don't know if, if D'Amico is going to go with that cover two again, if he's going to trust his guys to put him in more space. But the young guys, I'm okay. I keep getting asked about it. The young guys are fighting. They got to grow. They got to learn. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, I even think about Ambry Thomas this last game. You know what? You got a ball ripped off the top of your head. You were in position. You're going to learn to make that play. You're going to get yourself in position because right now you got got right now. He right now he's hoping he's he 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 truly believes he can make a, a play. And that's where these young corners are. And this is where you are as a young player. He he truly he believes he belongs. He hopes that he makes the play. He's got it. What's going to happen as he continues to work? All these young guys, that's that hope is going to transfer over to wishing. And by that, I mean, right now, he hopes he gets it done. Pretty soon, he's going to be out there. I wish an MF would throw the ball my way. <laughs> I wish <laughs> you come here. <laughs> I got something for you. And once you get to that point, now in that same position he was in last Sunday with that ball in the air. He's going to know that's my ball. He's hoping to make that play instead of wishing that you come at me that way because that's my ball and I'm going to take it. So those guys are going to get tested. Let's see how they're going to play them. But tackle the ball whenever you get the opportunity and allow your offense to do what they've been doing. On the way to just doing those things, you're going to get the tip balls. You're going to get the turnovers. And, this, and, and that's how you take care of that short week. Uh, those are Ed's keys here on the Bleeding Forty Niners podcast. Uh, we tackling that. That's something not. I was, I was on my soapbox about uh, mm-hmm. after the the Cincinnati game, right? So that that's going to be huge once again this week. Um, you look at this Titans team; they've only thrown it for three hundred yards twice this season. One of those was a loss, um, and so the other one was a win in overtime against Seattle earlier this year. And so uh, they want to run it. We'll see. We'll see what what uh what what they decide to do as a staff and what sort of game plan they come in with. Um, but dare I say, I, I like Kyle in this matchup. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, short, short week though. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of, a whole lot of variables in this thing. And it, it's one of those where it's honestly, for me, it's, it's one of those where, um, I say that now on the way to the next pile where I'm like tripping. So for me, it's, <laughs> it's one of those games where, um, I, I probably wouldn't take a whole much out of this, you know, if it's an L. Um, but if it's a dub, I think it's ginormous. Um, in, in all honesty, like I, well, I, think I mean, a dub, a dub, you know, keeps them, you know, well in playoff position, and that's the most important thing right now. And it also builds the confidence. It continues to cement the belief that what you're doing is the correct thing. That's that's the thing about winning you relevance from your, your previous win arrives when you win the next week. That's, that's when that went, because now it's like, okay, it validates that you're doing things the right way. It's hard to win a game. So that's, that's what another win for this team is. It, it makes you more dangerous. It makes the people around you dangerous because when you're losing to uh, bad ball clubs, people don't fear you. So that's, that's, this is a bad team right now. They're, they're, right now, <laughs> that's what Tennessee is. You got to beat them. The, the theatrics of the NFL never stop, right? Nope. I mean, you, you, you look at the Cardinals, they're starting to trend 
in the wrong direction. Niners now trending up. The Rams, uh, who knows, you know, where, where they are right now. Still still some some things to be decided about that. Uh, one thing I will say, Jared Goff still does not lose to the Cardinals. So that, no. <laughs> that, that no. remains. <laughs> he was looking like an all-pro out there on, uh, on, on, on Sunday. Um, and so, hey, I mean, look, it's still, you, you still, there's still some time in this thing, but a whole lot can happen. Um, so it'll be the Niners taking on the Titans. That'll be a Thursday night affair, 5.20 p.m. local kickoff, NFL Network. We wish you all a, a very Merry Christmas. Um, enjoy time with your family. Enjoy some Absolutely. football and family time and all that. Um, Merry Christmas to you too, my man, ED. You and the fam, man. Same to you, man. Same yeah. to you. Absolutely. Um, so, Niners, Titans, for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.